The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Good to be with you, everybody. A week ago tonight, the NFL Draft first round came and went. We broke it down right here on the score, and now a chance to look back and see what happened. I'm Jeff Joniak, along with my broadcast partner from WBBM, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller from SiriusXM NFL Radio, moving the chains with Pat Kerwin. Kind enough to join us as well. It was a memorable three-day draft process indeed for all of us involved and for the National Football League. Coming up tonight, we're going to be joined by the new Bears tight end, Cole Komet. Pick 43 in the draft from Notre Dame and the St. Bayard High School product. That'll be around 6'10". Then at 6'30", Tulane head coach Willie Fritz will be talking speedy fifth-round wide receiver Darnell Mooney. And we'll hear from some Ryan Pace tonight as well as we uh, got him for our Bears Draft 2020 show. The air on Fox coming up uh, uh, this week, and we'll talk about that as well. But uh, say hello to my fellas right here, Tom and Jim. Good to talk to you guys. You, you still thinking about the draft? You still processing? You still thinking about the, the seven-man class and how it's all played out so far for the Chicago Bears? Well, you know, more Jeff, I'm more interested in what it can be because I don't think this is necessarily a draft of guys other than Cole Komet that could come in and, uh, you know, contribute immediately although Jalen Johnson will be inter- it'll be interesting to watch how he goes along with the shoulder situations uh, from this offseason but Jeff within the first five guys that the Bears drafted they have 183 games of, of total games throughout their college career and we talked about bringing in a group of guys that you could cultivate and develop what they've already been doing and you look at these top five, like I said, 183 games of college game. And then you look at the seventh rounders, the offensive linemen. You know, there's a couple things you're looking at offensive linemen that late draft. You're looking at their frame, their feet, and their finish. And when you look at both of these offensive linemen and you think of new offensive line coach Juan Castillo, this isn't so, you know, maybe these guys will burst out of the scene eventually, but right now they're projects from the left-hand side of the offensive line that they can de- develop competition and hopefully turn them in to competitive starters throughout the time in their career. Big Jim Miller, how are you Big looking Jim at it? Miller, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, good to talk to you, Jeff. And, yeah, I, I do think those first two picks can definitely be contributors. When you look at Cole Komet, I believe uh, his coach, uh, Mr. Kelly, uh, was on the air talking today about what Cole brings to the table. He sees him as a you know, a Travis Kelsey uh, type of player. He does. He's got a lot of refinement. He's been utilized more as a receiver uh, down there for Notre Dame, but he's got the size and the frame to be an inline blocker, but definitely has the athleticism uh, to play from the flex set. Uh, we look at Cole Komet, and I really do like Jalen Johnson. And uh, just what Tom mentioned about the shoulder injury, I mean, this guy is a highly productive player. Definitely a, a press man corner. He can bully uh, wide receivers. He's good with off-man ability a, as well. Over six foot, close to 200 pounds, has good uh, numbers, but I think he can be a solid uh, contributor for the Bears, absolutely. Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak, as we bring you Bears All Access, brought to you tonight by IGS Energy. 
And uh, I know I promised 610, but our man got in a little early tonight, and that's exactly what a Notre Damer, a St. Viator product, a Chicago area product. Cole Komet, you called in five minutes early, so you're on time. If it were me, I'd be going right up at 610 because that's how I roll. But my guy Tom there, we're Skyping as we're doing the show looking at each other. He had a huge smile on his face because he always rips me, Cole, for being late when I'm early. But you're early yeah. and you're not late. So, hey, congratulations, number one. Out of the gate, congratulations. Uh, it's a, a wonderful story for a local product to put on the navy blue and orange. And uh, I'm a Hersey grad, so, you know, we got a little rivalry there with Viator over the years. But yeah. uh, no more, man. We put that all to bed and looking forward to see you uh, on the field here in the short order. Uh, I know you've talked about it. You've talked about it on the score, but – just as you've had time now to digest what has happened to you <laughs> with, mm-hmm. the, with the whole parade of cars by your house, your, your parents and all your friends uh, enjoying this moment. H- how are you processing that you now are a Chicago bear? Yeah, it's, uh, it's still amazing to me. You know, it's been however, almost a week now since the draft and uh, I'm still just uh, in shock every day that, you know, I get to stay home and that I get to be around here and, and get to play for the Chicago bears. It's uh it's just really special for me and uh, I know for my family and the community. So we're just all really excited and uh, can't wait for the season to get started. Started. Cole, when I saw your family, you and your family received the call, I was just listening to the background excitement. And I'm so happy for your, your whole family for what they're going to be giving a chance to experience. But I kind of like to go back to Notre Dame real quick. So at the end of your season, how did Brian Kelly advise you? What did he tell you? What what did he? What were his thoughts about you and your future? Yeah, I mean, Coach Kelly, we sat down quite a bit actually um, after the last game of the season, prior to the bowl game, and we just kind of talked about you know things that I could improve on if I come if I came back. But um, you know, he was supportive of whatever decision I was going to make, and obviously, you know, he wanted me back uh, in the program and you know, thought that, you know, there were things I could work on to improve and that, you know, that I could come back and, you know, we could, you know, make a run at the national title and stuff like that. So, you know, but he, he knew that um, I had a tough decision to make and he was nothing but supportive once I decided to declare. So he was, uh, he was great. And, you know, it was awesome to, to be able to play for him for the past three years. Cole, Jim Miller here. Congratulations and welcome uh, to the Chicago Bears. From from that standpoint, could you share a couple of things that Brian Kelly did share with you of what you what he feels you need to work on or what you personally feel you need to work on? Because probably your best football is ahead of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about just kind of, you know, refining some things. You know, I think I have a good, a pretty good grasp and, an over, and a good overall game. But, you know, there was little details and, and things that I definitely could have improved on in terms of, you know, blocking technique was something that we really, uh, really focused on, especially during bowl prep. And I think I really improved actually those those couple of weeks that we had when I really was focusing on it. And then just some nuances in the route running. So, you know, those two things were, were things that he really stressed. And, you know, I knew that kind of kind of thinking about that. And I knew that was something that I that I still need to work on and stuff like that. So um, those were those were conversations that we had. Um, but, you know, like I said, he was he knew that, you know, the opportunity was there for me to declare and you know, be a high, a high round draft pick. So uh, he was nothing but supportive once I made the decision. New Chicago Bear Cole Komet, Bears tight end, joining the program. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy with Jim Miller and Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Cole, when you when you digest also 
the type of offense that Matt Nagy and his coaching staff is formulating with his new staff offensively. How do you envision yourself fitting in this offense, the basics of what you know and the framework right now? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the offense is predicated on a lot of uh, on a lot of play action and uh, you know a lot of use of the tight end moving around and you know being able to go in line and you know in the slot be split out wide as a receiver. So there's a lot of things, you know, when you when you watch, you know, Coach Nagy where he was at with Kansas City and you know how we use those tight ends there. Um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to be had for tight ends in this offense. So that's just uh, it's really exciting for me. Really exciting for me. So Cole, when you were talking to other teams uh, throughout the combine and maybe conversations you've had since the draft, was there any like recommended body size for you, whether it's a weight gain or weight loss, strength gain or whatever? Was was there mention between the different groups of people you were um, meeting with of ultimately what they would you know want your structure to look like? Yeah, I mean, I know most teams. I you know I weighed in at right around two sixty at the combine. And uh, I know most teams are pretty happy to see that. That's kind of a little bit heavier from where I was during the season. I was probably around 256, 257 during the season. So, you know, just gained a couple pounds um, during the off season. So I know a lot of teams uh, like that. You know, I, you know, you know, my body frame. You know, I have the ability to put on another five pounds, and I, if I need to, and I could also lose um, five pounds pretty easily. So I, I kind of have that range right there. But most teams are kind of happy. To, we're happy to see me. Uh, right at that 260 mark and you know I moved really well at the combine tested well and you know ran well in the routes and all that stuff so um, I know teams are pretty pleased with uh, with where my weight was at well the combine seems like centuries uh, ago and at some point you know you train differently uh, for the combine that's not so much football shape and you know and at some point we're going to be asked to to go back and play a little football here we just don't Mm -hmm. know when what have you been doing to to try and keep up your 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 you know whether it's your weight or your workout routine and things you need to work on because it's it's got to be difficult for everybody out there right now with how they're training yeah so i mean i've just kind of been you know i got weights set up at my grandma's house and i've been working with uh with a trainer nearby that i've been around with and uh you know obviously practicing the social distancing and all that stuff but his name's brian lesser and he's been great um so i've been working with him and you know been been hitting the weights at my grandma's house and uh you know, just doing what you got to do to kind of stay in shape in that way. So I got, I, I'm working out with my brother as well, who's a, who's a freshman at Notre Dame playing baseball. So he's an athlete as well. And we've just been, uh, you know, we've been working out together and, and staying in shape that way. Cole Komet, our guest here on Bears All Access with John and Jim Jeff Joniak breaking things down. Uh, as you looked at your options and you had them, you, you're, you're, you're the rare athlete that has, uh, the ability to play two pro sports, and the White Sox certainly were very interested in you. We, we've read that. We've seen that. We've talked about that. And uh, I know you love the game of baseball. Uh, as you look at your football life and your passion for the game and passion to get better in it, to hopefully have a 10-, 12-year career in it, uh, where did that passion for football begin for you and your earliest memory? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was always just, you know, I remember going out to flag football my first years and, um, you know, with my dad playing and, and my uncle playing, you know, I was, uh, I, when I was young, I was still, still fortunate enough to watch my uncle play. He'd been in the league for a while. So kind of just, he's being, the you know, NFL my, Methuselah, right? 17 years. Yeah. 17 <laughs> years. Yeah. So being able to watch him and my dad, um, was just really, really special for me. And, uh, you know, really, really kind of sparked that interest for football and, and that passion for it. So, you know, I come from a football family and it's, uh, it's just what I've loved to do. And, 
you know, I love to go out and hit people. And uh, it just, I've, I've always found the sport a lot of fun. So, you know, dating back, you know, I mean, really just the flag football for me and being able to watch my uncle and my dad play is, uh, is just really special. And that's kind of what sparked that interest. Interest. Hey Cole, when did the commitment to the football weight room start? Because obviously there's two different, you know, you kind of struggle with, do I want to be a baseball body or do I want to be a football body? And there's a difference between the two. And so when did you make that commitment to the football body? And like you said, the bloodlines between your dad and Jeff Scanina, you know, those guys, you, you kind of knew what it took to be a football player in the weight room through those guys. So when did that change for you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, really for me, um, I mean, in high school, I really didn't lift much. And, uh, you know, when I got to college, that's kind of when it, I really started to, you know, get obviously heavier into the weights with the program and all that. And, you know, for me, once I started doing the weights, I kind of just got bigger naturally. Um, it was funny, though, but, like, in the spring, I kind of, you know, back off on the weights a little bit for, for baseball, and I kind of leaned out. But for me, you know, right when I kind of jump in those weights for about a month or two, I, I really see a big difference, um, you know, in my weight and my strength and, you know, just kind of my body type. So, you know, I think really in college, uh, you know, Coach Bayless, Matt Bayless was our uh, our strength and conditioning coach at Notre Dame, and he did a really good job with me in terms of, you know, making me uh, a big body but also staying lean as well. So, you know, I think really that from going from high school to college and being introduced to that type of weightlifting was really what kind of transitioned into that. Well, Cole, from the, you know, how is everything in this virtual world that we're in right now? Because, you know, Tom has never been taught this way or me in how you're going to be learning things for the Chicago Bears, whether it's a virtual meeting, whether it's just uh, with yeah. uh, the playbook and how they how they send it to you. So how much have the Bears been able to introduce you to this? And I guess everybody learns differently. Some guys can learn just by looking at, at a playbook. How is that settling in for you, so to speak? Yeah, so, I mean, I've had um... – you know, obviously, with the interviews during the uh, during the draft process, you kind of get a little taste of that in terms of how it may work with the teams and stuff. And you know, they've sent me all everything that I need in terms of playbook wise um, on an iPad and all that. So you know, I've been able to call coach the coaches and stuff, and you know, get in touch with them. And you know, in the next couple of weeks here, when our virtual mini camp starts, we'll really be able to you know kind of sit down and look over look over the playbook and kind of get in depth with it. Um, you know, I'm not really too concerned in terms of learning it. Um, I know I, I have a good knack for picking up stuff and, you know, I, I have a pretty good sense of, you know, looking at the playbook and being able to digest it and all. And I know, um, I know it may be a little weird virtually, but you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm going to figure it out. Cole Komet, our guest here on bears all access <clears throat> brought to you by IGS energy. A couple of more moments with you. Uh, you know, you're a Chicago kid, so, were you obsessed with the Bears, and did you have the posters on the wall? I mean, what did you did you watch? Did you listen to Tom and I? Did you watch a Jim Miller throw the ball around? I mean, what was your level of that? And then, if I could piggyback, have you been watching the Last Dance? Yeah, um, yeah. So your your first part, yeah. No, I mean, we had a huge uh, at my old house. We had a huge Brian Urlacher fathead in our basement. Um, that was something that, you know, my brother and I loved and we got. So, yeah, we were huge Urlacher fans growing up. And, you know, obviously when, you know, they went to the Super Bowl after beating the Saints, um, my parents actually, they went down to the Super Bowl in Miami. So they had a lot of fun with that. But, yeah, no, always been a huge Bears fan. You know, I'm a big Chicago sports fan. You know, I'm a Cubs guy and, uh, and, a, and, the, and a huge Bears fan. So those two, those are my two teams growing up. And, yeah, no, I've been watching uh, The Last Dance. It's uh it's been great to watch, especially during right now with everything going on. So uh, it's been it's been quite entertaining. 
Well, it sounds like uh, you're ready to roll. Good to talk to you. Good to meet you. We're looking forward to meet you face-to-face one of these days. And congratulations again on being a Bear. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Notre Dame's Cole Komet, impressive uh, as he gets set for his maiden voyage in the National Football League. More with Tom and Jim coming up after this. Brought to you by IGS Energy. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you. Just heard from Cole Komet. Uh, impressive, impressive boy. Can you imagine having the ability to play two sports at a high level? I've been reading stories about the White Sox and their area scout, J.J. Lally, uh, who... They they looked at him as the natural. He could do anything potentially. Uh, they they the name Aaron Judge came to mind because he's a powerful hitter, and here he's a lefty reliever closer for Notre Dame. I mean, blessed blessed athlete right there. You know, it kind of shows you a little bit of sign of the times, Jeff, because there's a lot of support system around these kids that they focus them in one sport from an early age. And it's, it's hard for me to sit here and say because I'm not a parent. I, I, I'm not struggled with that decision. But you see these parents that allow their kids that play multiple sports, I think it benefits them in their sport of choice ultimately. So I don't think that you should shy away from that. I think it should be something that's, that's encouraged as much as it, anything. Yeah, these a lot of these guys drafted excel at a lot of sports. You know, I think even Tristan Wirfs, who was drafted out of out of Iowa by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they actually traded up to get him. That guy was a state discus record holder. He was a state shot put holder. He was a state wrestling champion. So, I mean, and for for Cole, obviously, like you said, he's a great pitcher. Uh, played more than one sports, and that's that's a good thing. You do become a better athlete the more uh, sports that that you play. And to have choices like that, and that's why now with him just having the ability to focus on one sport, which is football, there'll be a, a lot of growth. This should be a, a good spurt for uh, Cole Komet and really his one focus to one sport now, which will be his job. And there's still development here, Tom. You know, obviously, and uh, a junior eligible player to come into the NFL. Uh, got great bloodlines. Frank Komet obviously was a great football player at Purdue, uh, was with the Bears, Bills, you name it. Um, and Jeff Scanina, obviously, with that kind of influence in his life, a 17-year player in the National Football League, many Super Bowl uh, appearances. Uh, but o- overall, these young guys coming in, you know, receiver, tight end, offensive line, sometimes a bit of a ramp up there. So, But he's a guy that's going to contribute right away. So will Jalen Johnson, and so will those three fifth-round picks in some fashion some fashion well there's a lot of fundamental details to the everything that's um, expected of you in that job however there's things he's he does well so well right now that Matt Nagy put can put him in an advantage position a lot of it's going to be a lot on the line of scrimmage spread out from the line of scrimmage and then the the tight ends coach the offensive line coach when they start putting together these blocking packages and that's when they'll start to refine his skills that Brian Kelly has mentioned in a complimentary way, and I think Cole understands that is going to be his quickest path to being on the field the majority of the time. So the coaches have their work cut out for him, but they have a big, uh, I, I say this respectfully, a big blob, a nice blob of clay to work with in his case. 
Yeah, and it's it's going to be, and we talked to to Coach Nagy about that. I mean, how good of a teacher are you, and you know, and how you're you're getting these comps, concepts across to the players? Because as you mentioned, Jeff, I, I don't know how soon of contributors they will be, but they will be contributors. Like you said, I think a lot is expected of Cole Komet, and he will be a contributor, much like uh, Jalen Johnson. But it's going to be challenging. You know, and, until they can get on the field and really start, you know, applying these concepts that they're going to be taught here or shortly, uh, these coaches, as Tom just mentioned, I think it is imperative how good of a teacher you are to get these guys up and running as quickly as you can. Well, I got a bunch of veteran coaches on that offensive side of the ball, so I would expect some good teaching going on. That's the whole premise behind Matt Nagy's coaching staff to begin with was really good teachers. A couple of news items that uh, will probably be becoming official here in the days to come, but reportedly is the best way we could describe it. Um, Ryan Pace still busy. Yesterday, Trevor Davis, a wide receiver and return specialist who played with Green Bay, Miami, and the Raiders, has some juice to him. A veteran player, Ted Ginn, who uh, at 35 can still get down the field vertically. Last three years with the Saints, had 30 catches uh, this past season, including a big week one against the Texans, over 100 yards receiving. And then safety, uh, Tayshawn Gibson, who's got 23 interceptions in his career, let go this week by Houston, one of many safeties on the beach right now, uh, street-free agents, but a guy who put his nose in there, bunch of tackles, bunch of interceptions and pass breakups. Those are not official deals yet, but reported, uh, again, f- filling roles, filling blanks that he still sees on this now 90-man roster. 90-man roster. I like the speed he brought in. I like the speed he brought in. I like the speed he Okay, got a technical issue right now working through. Uh, I don't know if these guys can hear me. Tom, can you? Can you, I've got you, yeah. Jeff. Okay, Jim. Go ahead, Big Jim. I don't know. Something's going on with Tom's stuff right now. They'll work on it. Sean Anderson. Yeah, well, Ted Ginn, he does provide speed. At 35, he can still get it. I mean, that guy's 25th uh, all-time in terms of NFL history, in terms of all-purpose yard. He's more of a glider. I think we know that, but he does have that returnability and still brings speed to the table and experience at the wide receiver. We know they lost the speed uh, with Gabriel, and now you add uh, a guy like uh, Ted Ginn Jr., who's been very productive, and then you draft a guy who we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Darnell Mooney, who's known uh, for his speed, to kind of help him uh, along, really teach him how to be a pro. I would think. I think it's going to be tough for him to to really crack the the starting roster. Going to take some time for him to develop. So I think a guy like uh, like a Ted Ginn could really, you know, really come in and do a good job for the Chicago Bears. He really has been a good player for Carolina, Arizona, and the most recently uh, the New Orleans Saints, and was highly counted on. Deshaun Gibson had a little uh, back injury towards the end of the year, but did sign a contract. Thought it was going to be a three-year deal there for the Houston Texans, but comes in with a ton of experience and a lot of production uh, that you mentioned. So they're not done. Those are areas of need, and the Bears are still working hard to fill all those needs. Uh, Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, Willie Fritz, the head coach at Tulane, to talk about fifth-round wide receiver Darnell Mooney. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, your Bears play-by-play crew, and Jim Miller from Sirius XM NFL Radio. Pleased to be joined on the line now by Tulane head coach Willie Fritz. Good evening, coach. How you doing? And you're here to talk about Darnell Mooney, the fifth-round pick, one of three by the Bears. And I love his quote <laughs> when he met the Chicago media coach and 
I'm sure you'll, you'll get a chuckle out of it, too, because you know him better than us. Uh, his quote, just know as soon as I get in, I'm going to make a lot of noise. There's going to be some things to talk about. That's a confident young man coming to Chicago, isn't it? Well, he's got a lot of confidence. He usually doesn't state it like that. He's a, he's a pretty reserved young man, but just uh, just an awesome, awesome person. He He's with us for four years. I We recruited him uh, the last weekend before signing day, and it was back when there was only one signing day in February. We we got on, on to him. Uh, he's from Gadsden, Alabama, and we brought him over to visit. We offered him a scholarship. It was the only Division One scholarship offer that he had. He's four-year starter for us. I don't know if he missed any games, but uh, he and his roommate, he's got, he's, and his best buddies, uh, another kid from Alabama, they went four years, and they didn't miss anything. They didn't miss a class. They didn't miss a tutoring appointment, study hall, workout, strength and conditioning, you know, breakfast check, lunch check. I mean, this guy is dependable as you can possibly get, and he really developed over the years. I think he's 155 pounds when he first came to us. And now he's up to a robust 180 or whatever he is. He's pretty close to that. I think he knocked off a couple tents in his 40-yard dash. So uh, he did a fantastic job for us. It was a pleasure to coach him. Hey, Coach, first of all, congratulations on all your success. Reading your resume is really impressive. But my first question is, when you have a guy like Darnell, how important is he to come through your program and show the rest of the kids that size doesn't matter, it's your desire that could possibly open an opportunity for you beyond Tulane? That's big time for us. We, we talk all about, uh, you know, recruiting, uh, you know, bona fide Division One student-athletes with character, and we talk about retaining them by having a, a great culture because nowadays – you know, sometimes things don't go well and guys are ready to take off. You know, and we've got a great culture at Tulane by recruiting guys like Darnell. And then and then you want to develop them when you get them there. And, you know, like I talked about him putting on the weight, and getting in the weight room. And, you know, he's, a, he's, he's definitely a student of the game. He's on the chugs machine, you know, for a half hour after every practice. And, you know, and he got faster and stronger and smarter. He's always up there, uh, you know, trying to learn more. He's a, big-time gym rat. It's a great example for us. We had another kid that got drafted by the Chiefs, and he's very similar. We were the only offer. We actually signed him two weeks after signing day. You know, when I took the job four years ago, I, I didn't get the job till January 14th, and signing day was two weeks later. So uh, those are two good stories for uh, our, our younger guys to, you know, look at and, you know, aspire to be uh, like Darnell and, and the other young man to carry his keys. Well, Coach Jim Miller here. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us today. And just for Darnell to come in as a freshman and start eight games. You know, we know it's a big jump from high school to college, and now from college to to pro. But it, it wasn't too big for him uh, when you look at Mister Mooney. How how was he reacting in those games early when he played and was counted on so much? Well, you know, we were we d- we didn't have all the talent in the world when we first got in. We knew there was going to be some freshmen. We're going to have the opportunity to play. Normally, the the freshmen that are, are able to get out there and you know, especially start for you, the ones that can you know learn the system quickly and don't make mistakes and you know can get lined up and and we knew he was a talent. He's a very good route runner and a very sure-handed kid as well. 
and for a smaller guy, he's going to battle you. He's going to get in the middle of you and block, you know, which is, you know, so important. If you can just get attached to a guy, you know, that allows the running back, you know, like a, like a former two-lane grade who played for you up there, Matt Forte, to shake loose and, and get up the field and score. So he's also a really tenacious blocker as well. But, uh, yeah, you're right. The reason he plays a freshman is he, he picked things up very quickly. Willie Fritz, the head coach down at Tulane, our guest here on Bears All-Access with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and Jim Miller. Coach, how'd you use him in your offense? Oh, we, we tried to move him around a little bit. A lot of times we just put him to the, to the boundary, and you know, a lot of times he'd get one-on-one coverage out there. A lot of people like to put their best corner out there. He had some, uh, you know, some matchups with the kid from Tulsa who got drafted uh, fairly high, third or fourth round, I believe, but, you know, so a lot of times into the boundary, but you could do a lot of things with him. You know, his first couple of years, we run a little bit more option. And, you know, he was our pitch player on occasion. We played him a little bit in the slot, you know, and we also played him in the field some. But, um, you know, we, we really changed offenses. He played for two different coordinators while he was here. We went from a, a spread option attack his first three years. And then last season, we got into a little bit more pro style type offense. So he's going to be used to, you know, uh, you know, the routes and the progressions that the quarterback's looking at and changing routes based on coverage and, and things like that. Cause he's been in that kind of a system. Hey coach Fritz, when you look at 154 catches throughout his college career, can you game plan him to keep him out of destructive catching areas because of his speed, and you think 174 pounds, maybe you can open those windows of safety a little bit more for him because of it. Well, I think it's going to be interesting where where they're going to play him at. Are they talking about playing him at slot or on the outside? I'm not not sure, but you know, I've got a couple guys that are playing the NFL and they're playing that nickel position on the slot. Aren't much bigger than Darnell, so a lot of people are playing you know, some smaller guys in there at that spot, slot uh, position. But he's got a great vertical jump. He, he really high points the ball well to, to be able to play out on the perimeter. He made an awful lot of circus, circus catches for us over the years. He made a couple of really big ones to help us beat uh, Houston this past season. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he's a, he's a good enough route runner. He certainly has got the speed and the movement to be able to get loose and you know, get a little space between him and the DB so the quarterback can hit it. Well, well, Coach, I'm, everybody's chopping at the bit. I know you want to get back to, to coaching, and, you know, we'll see where this goes here this fall with everything everybody is, is dealing with. But just the, the challenges for you as a coach to, to potentially teach players virtually and how you're going to install plays, how you're going to explain them, how you're communicating uh, to get it done. Maybe just thoughts from your perspective of how players like Darno Mooney, everybody learns different. Some guys learn through walkthroughs. Some guys learn through watching tape. Some guys do learn from, from the playbook. But maybe just a little bit from your side uh, of it and coaching guys virtually like this. You know, we're, we're, our staff's reading the book right now, Thinking Fast and Slow. It talks about how men are visual learners and how they learn better with color and all that kind of stuff. So we're always trying to become better teachers, you know, on a, on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, I wish I would have had some stock in the Zoom. I'd be, I'd be doing pretty good right now because I'm on meetings. <laughs> I, do, I do virtual home visits, you know, two, three, four times a day. Uh, we have a couple times a week we have team meetings. As a matter of fact, I'm, 
I mentioned Matt earlier, Forte, and, and, and you know, Matt's dad uh, graduated from Tulane and played at Tulane as well. And, and uh, Matt spoke to our team a couple weeks ago. He's got, you know, he's from New Orleans and, and uh, did just an unbelievable job. Uh, he went about 20 minutes with the guys, and he's been around our team quite a bit. So our guys know him. But I've had some, you know, guest speakers that have come in and talked to the guys. And our, our theme this year is going from good to great. And, you know, Aeneas Williams is a New Orleans guy. We've gotten to know him. He spoke to the to the fellas and did a super job. Eli Manning, Archie uh, Manning lives right right by this, you know, the stadium and our offices, and he's been great help, you know, since I arrived here in New Orleans. And Eli gave a really nice message about how the two 2011 season, you know, they had the lockout, and you know, he got together with all the guys and said, "Let's be a team that, that goes ahead and, and takes advantage of this time off." And sure enough, that was the year they went and won the Super Bowl, and then I thought it was, you know. Uh, something our guys can grab a hold of. So there's a lot of different ways to teach these guys. My my coaches are having meetings, you know, three four times a week, and, and a lot of them are voluntary. The kids are wanting to meet because, you know, they're they're bored as well. And you know, if you're going to play Division One football, certainly in the NFL, you better love football and you better be consumed with it. And uh, so I, it, it's great to watch. I sit in on a lot of these meetings during the day with, you know, my quarterback coach and linebacker coach. You know, we had a presentation by my D-line coach day, today on, on block destruction and how to get off of blocks, and, you know, the, the, the defensive line linebackers and the secondary. So, you know, there's just an unlimited amount of information out there about, about football. I'm sure as soon as it's legal for the Bears to start, you know, uh, uh, having contact with these guys, uh, Darnell will dive into that playbook and he'll learn it quickly. All right, Coach, I got one last thing before we let you go. we got to get you out of here, but I, I noticed in the list of names of players that you've coached across your long career, including Coffeyville Community College, where you coached a young Keith Trailer, a former teammate <laughs> of Jim Miller, and I only bring him up because this week all over Twitter, uh, there's Keith Trailer returning a interception and uh the late and great dick enberg saying the earth is moving and uh earth is shaking and it was keith trailer and i'll never forget that that was my first year calling games on on the bears uh what was a young keith trailer like because bears fans certainly remember a lot of keith uh great coach and then he ate him with his way into d tackle (laughs) you know he when when we recruited him out of oklahoma well out of uh where is he from he's from uh arkansas when we recruited him out of Arkansas, he was probably about 235, linebacker, great basketball player. And um, we brought him in there, and, and uh, I actually lived in the residence hall with, with Keith. There was four rooms, and I'd just taken the job, and I, I was getting married that summer, so I was trying to save a little bit of money. And I lived there with, with Keith, but uh, he kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. By the time he was a sophomore, he was an All-American force at Coffeyville. He was probably 250, great strength, still had great movement. And then next thing you know, he's, uh, you know, he's defensive end, and then he's a uh, three technique. And then a little bit later, he's a, he's a nose guard. And I was, uh, when he was playing for the Chiefs, I, was, I had some sideline passes. Uh, a buddy of mine got me on the sideline before the game. I saw him, and he started coming up and talking to me, and I, I hadn't seen him for years. And it, was hard. <laughs> it took me back to recognize him and see him because, you know, when I first met him, he was, you know, 225, 235, somewhere. 
that area. But he was he was a great player for us, and he was a, a great athlete. Yes, he was. Very good. Appreciate all your time, Coach. Good luck in 2020 for you and your Tulane Ball Club. Thank hey, you. Thanks for having me on. Roll wave. There you go. Sean Anderson, our producer tonight. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. In response to recent world events, Hyundai is taking steps to protect you and your family. Hyundai Insur- Assurance is back. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Jeff, Tom, and Jim. Good conversation with Willie Fritz. You- Jim, you-, you love the old-time coaches, right? I think Willie's 60, but he's been he's been at a lot of places in his career. Yeah, fine coach. And like you said, uh, Keith Trailer, believe it or not, he started out at linebacker. I mean, he had yeah. a really good measurables at the combine. He had, I think, over a 35-inch vertical. Uh, Keith Trailer did, and just like Coach said, kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I remember that interception. Wasn't that against Jacksonville? Yep, Jacksonville. Uh, he, it was bumbling down the the sideline. Great <laughs> athlete, great teammate, great player, and and boy, him and uh, Ted Washington. That was as like the Great Wall of China on that defensive line, no doubt. Uh, changed football a little bit. Those though the big guys, the big defensive tackle, the immovable objects. They had a lot to do with changing the philosophy of offensive line blocking. A lot of times I don't agree with it, but those huge, massive 360-pounders, they changed the way coaches thought. I wonder what that vertical was in 2001, Jim. (laughs) Keith Trailer had the biggest calves you'd ever seen in your life. I'm telling you, he had some hops and, as like Coach said, terrific athlete in what he could do. Denver did. They drafted him as a linebacker. And when he originally uh, started out uh, in the pros and just kept on kept on growing, man, and he became a pretty darn good defensive tackle and run stuffer. You remember Bob Golick was a second-round draft choice linebacker out of the University of Notre Dame for New England. Then he got cut by New England and kind of ate his way into being a pretty good nose tackle, but he was also a two-time All-American heavyweight wrestler. Yeah, he was, uh, he was at the Cleveland Browns. As a nose tackle on some of those good Bernie Kosar teams. Yeah, he was a big boy up front. Yep. Um, Coming up on Saturday, 9.30 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago, and again Sunday at 10 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago, Bears Draft 2020. In it, uh, sit down with General Manager Ryan Pace. We'll run a portion of that here, breaking down some of the top selections. I feel like there's still a ton of upside ahead of him. I think especially as a blocker, I feel like we feel like he's going to make great strides as a blocker going forward because he has the right temperament. He definitely has the body type. Uh, in the past game, Cole's just a big target, big target, big catching radius, really soft, natural hands. Uh, as a tight end, you know, you're over the middle, obviously, a lot. you got to make those contested, you know, tight coverage catches, which he's shown over and over again. And then you've seen you've seen the highlights, and you know it's in every game. His run after catch ability, just his physicality with the ball in his hands, and these these traditional, well-rounded, wide tight ends—they're becoming harder and harder to find. And I think you combine that with the Bears box makeup that he has, that we all know about. It just made it a really easy pick for us. And you know, our, our Midwest scouts, Scott Hamill, Jeff Shiver, Chris Prescott, over the top—you know—they've been pounding the table for this guy for it seems like a year. And so when he was there in the second round, we were really excited to get him. Another guy who checks your Bears box, I'm certain, is Jalen Johnson out of Utah. I love this quote uh, after the draft process. He says, I'm going to make every team that didn't draft me regret why they didn't. I I like that attitude. He feels a little bit of that, you know, the traditional chip on the shoulder that you're going to hear about really almost everybody in your class, with rare exception, 
in this 2020 class. But uh, it seems to me he's got a rugged, physical, aggressive mentality towards playing cornerback. There's no question. And Jeff, he's still a young player. I think he just turned 21 years old. So right away, his size, he's athletic. Uh, his instincts and awareness really jump out. So just his feel and coverage to anticipate things and feel things around him, read the quarterback jump routes. We really like him in press because he's physical and he uses hands. Uh, then you go to man coverage. He's got the foot quickness to mirror routes, a uh, really good ball skills. You know, a lot of corners, sometimes they panic when the ball's in the air. That's when you see PIs or they drop the coverage. He's really poised and calm and confident when the ball's in the air. Another guy, as you mentioned, outstanding football makeup, outstanding personal character. David Williams, Francis St. Paul, been all over this guy. I mean, there's stories with this guy, just, just his work ethic, his professional approach. You know, he's, he's you know, graduation's about to happen. He's going to walk in an hour for graduation, and he's in the field house doing D DB drills. Yeah, so that's Ryan Pace, and uh, that graduate graduation came in two and a half years, Tom and Jim. So a couple of breakdowns of the first two. Picks of the Bears round two. When we come back, we'll talk about it with Tom and Jim. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Final segment here on Bears All Access on this Thursday evening. Coming up, the AFC title game from 2019. Chiefs and Patriots going to air on the score here. Coming up at the top of the hour with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak with you. Sean Anderson is our producer tonight, doing a great job as always. And uh, listening to Ryan Pace there again, the Bears draft 2020 television show on Fox 32 Chicago airing 9.30 p.m. Saturday and 10 p.m. Sunday night on Fox 32 Chicago. Go through all the picks. Uh, don't have time to do that here, but just wanted to give you a little taste of it. Uh, again, you got to be passionate and you got to be convicted about who you're picking. So you, you hear the genuine excitement in those two picks, Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson, Tom and Jim. Yeah, but you know, you have to go, you have to have the realization that neither of these are finished products. Nobody in this draft is a finished product, Jeff. And so I think that's the key element here is Ryan Pace respected the advice and the, what he was getting from the scouts and was able to kind of project these guys to get them on his radar, watch them throughout their senior year understands like a calmness by a cornerback is rarely talked about at this young age. And then the, how difficult it is to find a wide tight end and nowadays in these college football players. So they have the template of the type of players they want to. It's about what the coaches do within their development over the next two, three seasons, both in the off season and during the season. Yeah, and I just always think it's, it's about fit, you know, granted you're drafting needs, but it's, it's about fit. And I think, Cole fits a tight end centric offense that the Bears are trying to run. We've we've talked about it uh, numerous times. They need more production uh, from that position. That's why they went out and, and drafted Jimmy Graham. They signed Harris, and, and we'll see what Cole Komet can develop into. We'll have to get better uh, at his run blocking, but he can fill out even more. And probably when it's all said and done, will be a good in line all around tight end uh, for the Chicago Bears. And Jalen Johnson, I just think fits the style of defense. A lot of press man sets, like I said. He bullies wide receivers, so I think he as well is just a good fit for what the Bears are going to ask him to do uh, defensively with Chuck Pagano as their D.C. I don't know if my math's right, but I think it's 10 targets to the tight ends last year in the red zone. That's it, four catches and two touchdowns. Um, you point to a lack of point production, that's a big area. That you know, Jimmy Graham, however you may view him, the guy's a red zone monster. Cole has a chance to be a red zone monster. You got to get more weapons involved, and you got to get to the red zone. 
even inside the 30, those are big production areas. Don't you think that aspect of the Bears' uh, potential on offense has escalated with these additions? I do. I, I you know. I also think that you can become more threatening within the red zone with Mitch's willingness to run the ball because that takes an extra guy out of the defense and opens up windows to throw to or to capitalize on the size you have at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I just the lack of production at that tight end position last year, whether it's due to injury, guys not getting on the field, um, it just it needs to be better. Uh, Jimmy Graham had a good year uh, two years ago out there in Seattle, uh, certainly with, with Russell Wilson. Last year wasn't targeted as much in, in Green Bay's uh, offensive system, but I do think it offers him you know, point production down there in the red zone, especially just the size of uh, Komet. You know, he, he is a good route runner, and he is really good after the catch, uh, like Ryan Pace talked about. I mean, it, it is a problem to bring him down after nice he bounce has the off ball in his hands. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a couple games you watch, it takes the whole defense to try and tackle him. Tide is offering free laundry services to the families of Chicagoland frontline responders. Visit hope.tidecleaners.com to find a location near you. Jim, we only have about a minute and a half, but i got to dig into this. Green Bay selection of Jordan Love causing shockwaves through the National Football League and Jalen Hurts' selection in Philadelphia doing the same. Uh, a lot of Colin Minch has written about these two situations. Uh, is this overreaction, or how would you look at this? Especially, I get the Green Bay thing a little bit, but the Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, it's, it sounds like it's going to you know, potentially upend the whole belief in the locker room if you know Carson Wentz doesn't play well at the beginning or blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, if you got an opportunity to draft a quarterback, teams usually do it if you're yeah. smart. And Philly's done it repeatedly, right? They've made them tradable commodities uh, numerous times from uh, A.J. Feely. I could go on and on. The quarterbacks they've traded, Kevin Cobb. But anyway, I mean, they're going to get both QBs. Even Doug Peterson talked about this. There'll be a different role for Jalen Hurts. The guy ran for over 1,000 yards. He had 20 rushing touchdowns uh, at OU last year. So this guy is an extremely good athlete, so they're going to use him in some kind of, you know, like Taysom Hill type of role, and it'll be a little bit different. Hey, they already paid uh, their quarterback, right. Carson Wentz. He's not going anywhere, but they will uh, develop Jalen Hurts and use his skill sets and a run running ability, I think, for Philadelphia. Jordan Love, to me, is raw. I mean, that's why Green Bay Packer fans are upset. That They feel that they are a win-now team. They were one game away from the Super Bowl, but Jordan Love is raw. He is not going to play. He's not going to be ready to play. He is going to sit, and it's going to take some time. And so I think it's a little bit overblown. Everybody thinks this is Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah there in, in Green Bay. Hey, Brett Favre pushed the snowball downhill today. He's going to create more controversy <laughs> yeah. in this virtual offseason than any statement made so far. Hey, we got a break. We got to go, Jim. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Jim Miller from SiriusXM's NFL Radio, moving the chains. Tom Thayer, who's actually hitting the water in Wisconsin, <laughs> surfing. Believe it or not, we'll tell you that story next week. Thanks to Sean Anderson. Thanks, of course, to Cole Komet, the newest Chicago Bear, Willie Fritz, the head coach down at Tulane, and for Ryan Pace. I'm Jeff Joniak. Have a great night, everybody. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.